Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Funk Hauser Situation, episode 62. Man, we haven't been out in a while. Good to see you guys. Glad you guys could make it to our thing today. <laughs> what a description. <laughs> that voice is Lee Cruz, my friend, co-host. How are you doing, Lee? I'm great. I, I enjoyed the summer hiatus that, boy, you were off doing gallivanting things. Yeah, yeah. You're a gallivanter. I'm a gallivanter. I'm a man about town. You know how yeah. it works. You are, too. Not I've really. I've seen you on Facebook. You're getting around. Well, I'm just hanging around. I'm just, just getting around. Waiting for you to come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's good to see you. We haven't really seen each other since. In weeks. In weeks, yeah. We've talked, but we haven't seen each other. It's good to see you. You look well. You yeah. look rested. Yeah. You look like you've been put through the ringer. I have been put through the ringer. I look terrible, don't I? What have you been doing? Uh, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. To and fro. Can't tell us? Can't talk about it. Yep. No, can't talk about it. But what we can talk about uh-huh. is what's going on in the pop culture landscape, okay. as we are want to do on this show. All right. Uh, Lee, let's jump right into it. We All right. Last we talked, we had we were going to go see Spider-Man. Yep. With Mysterio. Yep. Spider-Man, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Kyle Spider-Man. He goes who to who London. I went, who I went to No, he went with. to Europe. Ends up in London. That, that's in Europe. Yeah. I know, but I, 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 I said London, but he went to, at first they went to Europe. They went to Italy. Yeah, Italy. Then they end up in, uh, where was the other place? Where did they end up? I forgot. Um, where did, France. Mm, no, they, they wanted to they go to Paris. France. No, did they they do end it? in London. They end in London? Yes, they end in London. They didn't get to France? I, don't, I think they wanted to go to Paris because that's where he wanted to do the thing where he wanted to give her a kiss that's on right. the Eiffel Tower. Okay. He didn't do that? No, Man. he didn't do that. Um, was it uh, Budapest? Where did they go? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Budapest. Maybe. Something like that. Some sort of but Prague, I, Prague I, maybe. Maybe it's Prague. Maybe something Could have been that, Prague. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, in the whole time I kept thinking, what, didn't we talk about this? Because you were concerned that yeah. the whole movie was going to be built on the fact that there was these multiverses mm-hmm. that Thanos created, and we're going to have to hear about the the end game movie throughout, yeah. and you were wrong. Well, I was partially right. Yeah, but you, you were fooled by Mysterio. Yes. Because I told you Captain America went back and clipped all the branches. There are no multiverses. Correct, but there still was a snap. What they call it in the movie the blip. Yeah, the blip. Whereas everybody just kind of went to sleep and woke back up. What? How many years later? Five. Five years later. But I don't understand why you don't think that wouldn't be something you deal with. Well, of course, that's something you deal with. My point was that I don't think we need to talk about it over and over again because if so, we can't ever get on with the Marvel Universe. You must be one heck of a domestic partner. <laughs> because when I, when, I've, when I just dealt with a five-year absence, <laughs> all you want to say is, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> We're never going to get through our feelings if you deny us this. Well, they had to address it in Spider-Man because you're dealing with high school, which is where years actually count. The most, probably. Right. You know, uh, whereas, you know, if you are in There's a lot of th- questions to be asked. When the Hulk brought him back, right, mm-hmm. snaps his fingers, and now he has a withered arm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. 
in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, which I watched last night. How many times have you seen it? Now? It's five. I've seen that, it five times. Let's let's see, fifteen P's for you. What does that mean? If you go pee oh, like that's right. three yeah, times that's per right. movie. Well, no, if you watch it at home, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just. Oh, you're it's on video now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no excuse for you for an Avengers fan to not have seen it. This right. Point. We can talk Absolutely. about this. Absolutely. Right. But uh, the question is, let's say some of the folks, because half of life disappeared, including bacteria. Right. Oh, yeah. But let's say half of those folks were flying in a plane. And now the Hulk snaps them back into existence. Are they at 50,000 feet? We're talking about Manifest. Yeah. The, the show yeah, that you love so I much. I did like that show. What happened to it? No, they canceled it. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> I told you they were going to cancel it. That's I, why I didn't I liked, watch it. I like the premise. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that singular premise. But apparently the Hulk put them back safely wherever they were. I assume that's how it worked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... The thing about Endgame is when they when they were walking through the streets, there were all these dilapidated cars and everything like that. You didn't right. see any of that in Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I guess you're right. They've cleaned everything up. They cleaned it up. By this point. Yeah. Um, all kids who were freshmen are still freshmen, only they're five years older. Yeah. Which is a well, convenient way for They're them. not older. They're just five years behind every their, their fellow peers who didn't who get, didn't get yeah, snapped. Who didn't get snapped. Right. Which is kind of like the show Manifest. Yeah. Because there were twins on a plane that were going to take the flight, and one went on another flight. Yeah. And now I didn't one's five were, years older. This, maybe it was a tie-in. Maybe it was an ancillary it could story. Could have been. Could have been. And it was all, uh, they were focus grouping in-game yeah. with Manifest to see how people would react. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I thought it was good. And it Spider-Man, did, you liked. I did like it, yes. yes. And I loved, and we talked about this at length on the phone, um, I love the Mysterio character. Yeah. Because you are meant to believe he's some sort of, first of all, you're meant to believe he's some sort of um, superhero. Right. That has come through the multiverses. Correct. Right? Right. And um, he befriends Spider-Man. Jake Gyllenhaal. At, at his, a fatherly at his figure. Charismatic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's and, great. Although, did you ever think, I mean, you had to be an idiot to think he was going to be a good guy. Even yeah, though, even though the, the, for the uninitiated completely, you were supposed to think that. Right, but right. if you know anything about Spider-Man mm-hmm. and his villains, right. um, you had to know that Mysterio was going to be out to be a bad guy. But you didn't know how that was going right. to manifest itself. And how it did manifest itself was... Tony Stark technology. He was a disgruntled Stark employee. Yeah who was now out of work and still had all the skill set and knew yeah. the in, ins and outs of, of what Stark right. was working on. and I bet that just burned you up, didn't it? Sitting there having to watch a flashback with Robert Downey Jr. again. <laughs> Is it made? How did it make you feel? I enjoyed to, it. To know that, I, like... I uh, liked uh, Tony Stark. But you're the, you were the Tony Stark of WLEX. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm the Jake Gyllenhaal. That is true. <laughs> And I'm using all your old jokes <laughs> <laughs> and mad about yeah. it, trying to take your rightful place <laughs> at WLEX, and it's yeah. not working. <laughs> so, yeah, so he ends up being a, kind of a – in the comics, he was a, he was a stuntman. Right. Which, in the way, he, it's kind of the same thing here. He still has right. his crew, and it's like a film crew. They're creating right. these giant action and sequences. And they provided backstories for those guys. They grabbed some of the actors that were in the previous previous Marvel movies, mm-hmm. 
like from the Hulk. Uh, it was good to see. I, I liked how they yeah. tied that in. It was clever. I mean, it was really clever and funny. And I mean, what does the dry erase board look like at the head offices of Marvel Studios? Oh man, it where must look got, like the Homeland board. Which <laughs> is like got all these strings. Oh, everywhere. you know, we could do here, and then we could yeah. put this character in. You know, when somebody walks in and goes, "Hey guys, listen." I was watching The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton this weekend, yeah. and there's a guy that'd be perfect for this movie 25 <laughs> movies later. Right. Let's get him. He's probably yeah. not doing anything. He was yeah. just a computer tech in that movie, but now, right. you right. know, he could have really risen through the ranks. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Jeff Bridges. No. No. Yeah, no, it's Jeff Bridges that yells at that guy. It was Jeff Bridges. Yeah, what's his name in that movie? Um, no, it's not Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the bad guy in uh, Iron Hulk. Man. Iron Man. Oh, yeah, well, that, well, actually, I, I, that's my mistake. You're because it was, it was Iron Man. Yeah. Because the guy says, well, he goes, we can't do it. He goes, well, Tony Stark did it. And he says, I'm not Tony Stark. Right. So it was Jeff Bridges. Right. Yeah. So Jake Gyllenhaal wants to be the next Tony Stark. Right. He wants to capture the, uh, you know, so he's he's creating these set pieces and then solving them. Right. So he looks like the new Thor, basically, because yeah. he he's dressed all in the cape and everything mm -hmm. like that. But it was good, um, funny. Yeah. Quick. I don't know that it was as as funny as the first. Is he your favorite Spider-Man? We've had three now recently. Yes. Tobey Maguire, then the lanky kid. Garfield. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I don't count those. I didn't like those. What, Andrew Garfield? Yeah. I he had like two those. of them. Yeah, I didn't like them. They were okay. I mean, it's fine. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think they – I don't think there's – I think Tobey Maguire, and I had I actually argued this with people the other day. I think that Tobey Maguire, for his place and time in the, in, in the movie, was a great choice for Peter Parker and Spider-Man. All right. Because I thought he played it well. He was, a, he was similarly a young kid, befuddled. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. I think I could have done better. You could have done better. I was at that age. As a 40-something-year-old man. That, no, when the, those movies came out, I could have played that part. Come on, Lee. What? How old are you? I'm, I'm Toby Maguire's age. Not then. <laughs> not when that movie came out. You're saying, you moron. You're saying when Do Tony you not Maguire understand? played <laughs> Spider-Man, they should have given you a, a screen test. That's that. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I could have done it. You could have done it? Sure I could have. Were you in good physical shape back then? Probably not. <laughs> but that's all padding. That's true. They could fix that in mm, post, fix it. right? That's right. <laughs> Maybe not in those days. But I, I think Tobey Maguire was a good Spider-Man. No, I thought he was pretty when good. When he was the only Spider-Man we had, he was great. But I like this kid better. I now think. we have something to compare him to, and I like this kid better, too. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that he's British. Yeah. His American accent is spot on. Yeah. How well is Marissa Tomei aging, by the way? Yeah. I mean, she's not young anymore. Aunt May. And she still looks like she did 10 or 15 years ago. And right. we haven't seen her real. I haven't seen her in a movie in a while until mm -hmm. these Spider-Man movies. And she's great. Yeah. And now they have the romance between her and Happy, which is Favreau. Right. Favreau's great in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he is great. Did that, that dude... Isn't he has to be? He has to be like just top of the list for people Disney calls for anything. Well, obviously he's directed. Right? I don't know how many movies. Right. He's well. He's directed. He did the Jungle original Book. Iron Man. He, he did Iron Man. He did the uh, but not only Disney owned Iron Man then, right? 
they didn't own Marvel then. Well, Marvel owned themselves. Right. And then he also, but he's also, since he's directed Jungle Book, he's directed The yep. New Lion King. He's right. in all the Marvel movies. Yep. He's doing the, I think he's still attached to the Boba Fett show on mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, which is, was big news on that yesterday. What was the news? I didn't hear it. They uh, they announced that they, their streaming service. Their streaming service is going to be, and this is actually really great. Um, they are going to bundle a twelve ninety nine package that includes Cheap. Disney Plus, gonna kill ESPN Plus, and Hulu. What? what? That's gonna. I mean, that's gonna it's give gonna Netflix, Netflix. It's gonna give Netflix it's a over. big run. I mean, that's it's pretty over. big because they have TV as it comes out, sports as it happens, and. All, you know, arguably, you know, the uh, the biggest bankable movie chains, Star, Star Wars, Wars Marvel, Marvel, all the kids, all the kids shows that parents yep. should watch with their kids. I don't know if they're planning. And to do let's it all not the, forget um, Tangled. Tangled will be on there. Yeah. Did you see somebody tweeted at us the other day. They were watching it with I, the luminaries. I saw that. They were very yeah. touched by that scene. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. A heartless bastard. They tweeted the scene of the like luminaries you. floating around. And yeah. They were watching it with their child, and they were talking about how moved they were. I was moved. You were moved. My take on it is that that's a lot of fire floating around. Could be dangerous. Yeah, but it, so what? Yeah. I mean, What's wrong with a little danger? What's wrong with losing one or two houses with their <laughs> thatch roof? You should do the shingles. Well, they didn't have shingles back in Tangle. Oh, right? they do. You can make shingles. You can make those what. clay shingles. You can make those. What? I don't even know what time period Tangle is set in. Do you know? Well, it's medieval. You said what? Well, well, but even then, they can make a roof. Is it medieval or is it quote unquote fantasy world? Well, the same thing. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> there was no yeah. medieval well, time. Obviously, you're on there horseback. There was no medieval period. It's in before the, in- the industrial age. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's nothing. Is there anything? Well, outside of all oh, the magic, is there anything else in that movie that's not that takes place in a different world than our own? What does that mean? What I mean is, is that is it is that is that story root? You've seen this movie way more than me. Is that movie rooted in a reality that could be? I mean, is there? No, it's all fantasy. I mean, obviously, no one's hair can get that long. The horse talks, doesn't it, it? I don't think it does. Oh, you're right. It doesn't. Maybe you should watch it. <laughs> maybe maybe the horse talked yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe I had an yeah. edible. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> the horse was talking to me. Done a little pre-gaming before you had to see Tangled. <laughs> Too many cocktails. Yeah. And the horse is talking to me. <laughs> but back to Spider-Man. I, you know, I, I could watch nine more of these. I hope they just keep making them. Yeah. Although I think we're almost out of villains. If you could be any Marvel hero, though, who would you be? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I see you as an Ant-Man. Uh, that seems like a lot of gear to keep up with. He has to carry his suit everywhere. Mm. I don't want to do that. I, I'd probably go Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, because Spider-Man's super strong, like me. Mm-hmm. He's uh, agile, like he's you. agile, like when I, me. When I think of ag- agility, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of had. He kind of watching you get into this chair reminded me a lot of. Actually, the the one you would want to be, and you would never say, you would never admit to this, but the one you would want to be would be Captain Marvel, because she's the most powerful person of all of them. Yeah, well, no, thank you. <laughs> Why not, Lee? Because it's earned, not given. Well, Spider-Man's wasn't earned. I feel like it was. Whose was earned? Tony, Tony Stark. Stark is the only one. Tony does. Stark. I'm assuming you would be Tony Stark if you could. Probably. Choose. I mean, the nanotechnology now. You know, you just wear a little. 
bracelet and it then you yeah that's kind of cool the billionaire playboy type well sure yeah I, I like no I, I that's great are there any other spider-man villains we haven't touched on because uh, we villains yeah villains well doc ock well, we, but he's kind of been covered in Spider-Man, too. I mean, like, I'm talking about has, has not appeared in a Spider-Man movie. I don't know who's left. I don't either. Because they did all of they the, the Sinister Goblins. Six and the Garfield ones, right? They did the... Uh, they did Electro and Rhino and yeah. um, Green Goblin. Well, you, Rhino was uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent Which I guess, why, why didn't... They should have done more with that guy. Yeah, because they got Paul Giamatti. Yeah, why wouldn't you... Do more with I feel him. like Paul Giamatti just kind of does stuff for fun. Yeah. You know, because Paul Giamatti's in a lot of small things, I feel mm -hmm. like. Um, well, Paul Giamatti. I do, too. What's he doing now? Billions, I guess. Is he on that show yes. on I don't uh, watch Showtime? That. I don't watch it either. Uh, you know what I do watch, though, that's similar to Billions, is Black Monday on Oh, Showtime. yeah, you told me about it. I haven't seen it yet. I love it. I love it. If you have Showtime and you haven't watched Black Monday, you should really uh, check that out. That is Don Cheadle, who I know you love. I like Don Cheadle. Regina, Brody. Regina King. Um, Horatio Sands is in it. No, I like Horatio. Paul Shear has a very big role. You know huh. Paul Shear? He has a very large role in it. And it all takes place in, like, 1987 or 88, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's all leading, the whole show is, the whole first season of the show is leading up to a crash yeah. uh, at the end of the show. Right. And at the beginning of the first episode, you see a body fly out a window and land in uh -huh. a, lim a Lamborghini limousine. Right. And uh, you don't know who it is until uh -huh. you watch the whole okay. show. But it, here's the thing about that show is it's really interesting because it is a really clever and inventive show. And it, it is riddled with silly 80s jokes so mm -hmm. it's like a very silly show wrapped around a very clever solid show uh -huh. so like for example you have the lehman brothers mm -hmm. who are twins and they are major characters and they're both played by ken marino uh -huh. of the state so uh -huh. that's a comic character and there's right. a whole bunch of jokes about how they're having an incestuous relationship <laughs> and everything like that so like i said i mean it's a clever show like the wheelings and dealings of the the finances in that in that show are very intricate and interesting, uh -huh. but they've wrapped it in all these jokes like, "Hey, you know that Greg Louganis, but he, but he uh, has a lot of ladies, you know, stuff like that." <laughs> it's all jokes like that. It's all very un-PC, which yeah. is what I texted you. You uh, know, like it's got a lot of very un-PC jokes in it for comedy's yeah. sake. But I like it. I think it's a really fun show. I think I think you would love it. I'll check uh, it out. By the way, you mentioned John Favreau. He also directed the new Lion King. Mm -hmm. which I saw. Did you see? I have not seen it yet. I'll be honest with you. I was excited for a really long time about nah. it, and then it kind of came out, nah. and I kind of was like, I don't know that I'm as excited nah. as I was. No. Well, a couple of things. One, again, it, it really is just a complete rehash of the animated film, which is much better, in yeah. my opinion. Right. Two, I saw it the night after I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which we're going to get to we'll the, get to that in the, minute. the tail end of this yeah. episode, because if you so, haven't seen it, we're going to be able to talk about it. I just wasn't in the mindset to see this. And it just, and I'm a Disney fan, as you know. Yeah. They don't need to do this. Stop it. Well, tell me this. At least tell me Eichner. I mean, Aladdin was okay. Brought, at least tell me Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen brought it. They were okay. They were probably the best part of the film. Yeah. Um, the thing I hear the most about is that... Um, and Daniel and I talked about this, Daniel, the cameraman, Daniel, um, is that apparently people's problem with it is that the seeing these animals talking is off-putting. Well, I will say this. I don't know if it's off-putting. Which makes me think people didn't see Jungle Book because that's the same thing. Right. 
uh, honestly, or the Babe, jun the Jungle the Book, and maybe because of the animals they used in the, in the Jungle Book, the sink isn't as good as you would think. You know, this in Lion uh, King or Jungle Book? In Lion King, um, Jungle Book, it it worked better. In Lion King, they it was like a half-hearted effort to synchronize the actors' voices with the animals. Okay. So there wasn't a so lot of mechanical movement that matched enunciation. enunciations. Right. You know, it, just, it, it was just like um, they almost did it like you would do it in the old days where you give a horse some peanut butter and, you know, just try to match so Mr. Ed. Blankly <laughs> opening so and right. shutting their right, mouth. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, but, again, I don't know how you would do that with a warthog. But they did it in Jungle Book, so that That's was what I'm saying. three or four but, years but ago. The they Jungle should have been able to do it even better. You know, the lions, I guess, they what, you had a panther, you had a bear, and you had – you had Louis. You had you had and well, you had all the all of the wolves, the yeah. whole wolf family. I don't know. It just didn't feel that. It was a, it seemed like it was a very half-hearted effort in, in so synchronization. So you're saying it is not as good as Jungle Book was? No, I wasn't a huge fan of Jungle Book. It was okay. Again, if if you got okay, we're gonna watch versions. Yeah. Of these movies, I'm choosing the animated version every time. I'm with you 100%. And I say the that performances are better. Aladdin, which was just the same situation. Although I feel like, from what it sounds like, they gave at least gave Will Smith a little bit more to work with. Yeah. Well, I think they who, had to. Who though. directed that? It was uh, what, Madonna's ex. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And I think he made the right call and said, don't try to be Robin Williams. You just be you. And yeah. we'll sell that. Mm hmm. Whereas in Lion King, they were like, look, do the lines as they're written. <laughs> yeah. Don't go squirrely. But, I, again, I would rather have heard Nathan Lane do it. He still could have done it. I know. That's, I, that's why I If you're going to use James Earl Jones, why don't you use the original cast? Yeah. Well, I guess people didn't want to hear that. John Oliver, though, it takes over for Rowan Atkinson. I'd rather Rowan Atkins did a better job. I love John Oliver, though. You know yeah, I but like Rowan you, I, yeah. I like Rowan Atkins better than John Oliver. I like John Oliver, but yeah. I like Rowan Atkins better. Yeah, it's all And begs, in that role especially. This all begs the question, though, which is something I wanted to talk about today. Do we need these? No, we don't need these. We don't, Why do are we? you doing that? It's a money grab. It is a money grab. You're right. It's a money grab, and it's... Speaking of money grab, would anybody like to sponsor our podcast? That's a great... This is a great place to say this, money grab speaking. Get your money grab yeah. by advertising on the Funkhauser situation, mm -hmm. right? We, right. As you've heard... Us talk at length of the wonderful Jake's Cigar Bar. Oh, we love that You place. know, and you have seen how well we extol the virtues of that place. We can do the same for your business, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, if this is your business, we could be talking about it right now. I know. We would wrap it all into this Lion King conversation right. just like you want your yeah. advertising to be, uh -huh. right? Absolutely. And Maria, if they do, what, what do they, who do they? Uh, KSR Ads. At KentuckySportsRadio.com. KSR ads at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Shoot Maria an email. Be nice to her. She's a good friend of ours. Don't be rude. And uh, Is maybe, that happening a lot? I don't know. Is that happening a lot, Maria? Is anybody ever rude to you? No. Okay, if they are, you tell us. All right? Well, they'll go on our list, and we'll yeah. talk about them in ill ways on this yeah. podcast. Um, but, no, we don't need these. Don't need it. We don't need them. And, and, and I say this because yesterday was announced that Disney is going to reboot Home Alone. I don't want to see that. Okay, first of all, Home Alone's perfect as is. Yeah, leave it alone. There's nothing wrong with Home Alone. 
what are they going to do? Here's what they're going to do. They're going to add some drones in. Yeah. They're going to add a bunch of right. electronics, which right. is something that Macaulay Culkin did not have right. in the original Home Alone, which made it so pure. You mm-hmm. know, he was a child. Right. Now, I guess, you know, uh, Kevin McAllister is going to have all kinds of mm-hmm. toys and, and electronic devices at his disposal and smartphones and right. apps and things like that. Then I guess can. you'll have Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. As the bumbling. That actually wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they would not be bad yeah. in those roles. I love both of those guys. Uh-huh. Um, but, but you can't have Pesci because Pesci, I just saw him in the Irishman trailer. And he's looking old. Oh, Did you yeah. see that I, yet? I didn't see that, but I saw a photo of him. I was like, ooh, yeah. Joe has not aged well. No, he hasn't. But, you know, everybody else in that trailer looks great. Pacino yeah. looks awesome. Like, Pacino does not look old at all. Mm-hmm. And he looked mm-hmm. old in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He does not look old. Well, that was, uh, yeah, he was plays, a lot of prosthetics. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa oh. in The Irishman, which mm-hmm. is, I, I don't know exactly what that story is, but you've got your, your, um, your Pacino, your De Niro, your Pesci. I'm assuming your Keitel's going to be in there somewhere. Yeah. You got oh you know who is in that movie in a, in I think a, a pretty significant role and this, this surprised me because I'm not a huge fan of this guy but you might be Sebastian Maniscalco oh yeah who is the who is really the a very hot comedian right now yep have you seen his act yeah he does the, the, his his signature piece is and it's brilliant is how we now as a society react to when. Um, uninvited company shows up. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. It's brilliant. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, because he, he talks about in the old days, you'd go back three or four decades, when somebody would ring the doorbell, you'd almost be excited. Like, well, hey, come on in. And that your mother had cookies prepared. Yeah. Just you, you, you can't, kids, don't touch those. Those are for company. <laughs> I remember growing up, and you, you probably grew up in the same era where – uh, I remember when I was a kid, we we lived in, in Maysville, you know, yeah. and we had family in Manchester, Ohio, and Lewis County and everything like that. And we had family members and family friends that would just go for a ride, a quote-unquote yeah. ride oh, on yeah. Sunday, right. and they would just yeah, that's, end up at our house. That's in would, my act. I talk would, about the Sunday the drive in my act. You yeah, know. and they just um, come by and... Whatever yeah, was my, going on, we were all just sitting out on the porch. Their parents were just sitting on the porch with them till. Well, you and know, you juxtapose it to a child today, in my act, what I talk about, is put an American kid in a car with no entertainment devices and say you just got to look out the window right? and listen to old people talk about gout. See how well that goes over. Did your parents have gout? Well, grandmother did. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was in between you guys in the back seat? No, she was in the front, yeah. but, you know. But, uh. Sebastian's act is great because now when the doorbell rings, it becomes this red alert situation. Like everybody's like, "Shh, be quiet." Yeah. You know, get the gun. You know what? What is this? Well, there's also the ring thing now, where you can see who's at well, the yeah, door. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. know whether yeah. you need. Do you to have hide one of those? Or... No, I don't. We don't you even have the a, ring. We don't the even nest. have a doorbell. Really? Yeah. People we live in a really knock. old house, and it has this old doorbell that when you, at one time when you pulled, it would ring a bell, like a like like the opposite of mm-hmm. a bell on a mm-hmm. uh, on an old desk where you'd yeah. ring for service. Right. And it's not worked forever, and we've never missed it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah. nobody comes over. Nobody comes, nobody wants to come to our house. Your wife lets her hair down, you climb up the tower, right? <laughs> That's exactly that what happens when yeah. I get home. But, uh, yeah. It, Speaking of Sebastian, though, he's one of the 
guest on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee this season. Okay. And um, I love this season. And my two fa- Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. first of all, it was great to see him. How yeah. is he in that? Is he back to? Oh, he's does he great. seem like old yeah. Eddie Murphy? Seems yeah, like pretty he's much lived, enjoying pretty much. life. And oh yeah, you know, and he knows that he needs to go back. He even says Don Rickles, before he died, told him, "You got to go back. You got to oh, get really? back up to there." To stand up or yeah. just movies? Yeah, because no stand up. Because that's what Jerry's asking. You know, he goes, he goes. Ooh, well, yeah, I know I need to get in there and start working out, and doing the work. Um, why is he? Was, why isn't he? Does there he was give, no does bigger. He offer star- a, well, I just think he has he atrophied. His comedy muscles atrophy. Well, he did a lot of light lifting movies. Yeah, but that's Manchin, different. Daddy that's Daycare, completely Thousand different. Words. It's completely different than being on stage and. and but what and I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, is he got lazy, and decided right. it's easier to do these well, sure. these these kitty right. movies than to get out there and right. hit the road and, and workshop the a work new. In, right. Plus, I mean, it's yeah. probably honestly, let's be honest, you're a comic. It's probably a little intimidating because. Uh, He's arguably got two of the greatest stand-up specials right. in history in Delirious and Absolutely. Raw. So if he comes back and it's not good, yeah. then his name is now Sully. Right. So, yeah. And it's hard to work it out without a cell phone. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, you can try to protect yourself the best you can, but eventually it's going to leak out. So, and that's the thing about comedy. A punchline is a surprise. Mm-hmm. And if people know these jokes already, it's going to be tough because he's – he was the biggest name in comedy. Yeah, and well, the thing is, he could do it now though, because and I, I was at Comedy Cellar last week mm-hmm. in New York City, and they give you a pouch. You have to put your phone in and seal it. Thanks, Hannibal Burris. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Um, I think Chappelle though invent. I think he was the first to do that. But Hannibal Burris, famously Bill got Cosby. caught with the Bill Cosby stuff. Yeah. But um, by the way, I don't think he gets enough credit. He um he pretty much. Pulled the Jenga piece out. Yeah. That led to Cosby's well, top. That's in, that's, who was Jerry talking to about that? In, uh, it was Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's on this season as well. And Seth was with Hannibal either the night he said it or because they were with. Well, no, here, here's what happened. He, they were with Bill Cosby in a limousine. It, it goes Seth Rogen, Hannibal Burris, and Bill Cosby. And he goes, Hannibal was not being, being very nice to Bill Cosby, who is iconic and, like, what's the deal? And he says he, he leans over in the limo and whispers to him and says, he's a rapist. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. He goes, that's the first I ever heard of it. Really? Yeah. While they're in the, while while they're in the limo. And Bill Cosby's sitting right across from him. He goes, this guy's a rapist. Why were they in the limo with Bill Cosby? It was some Why award show. It was an award show where they gave him some sort that's of interesting. achievement, lifetime achievement, because Jerry didn't want it or something. I don't know. It all tied yeah. in with Jerry, of course. But but the I will say this. The other thing about this uh, comedian in cars getting coffee, my favorite. I, what a What a talent Jamie Foxx is. Really? Good night. You think so? First of all, you know he's a classical trained pianist, right? No, we can't say that on here. He pian what did you say? Pianist. Oh, it's pianist. Un- it's unbelievable okay. what he can do with gotcha. his pianist. <laughs> okay. Uh so that's that's his beginning. Mm-hmm. Then he does he does comedy, obviously he can do sketch, we know that yeah. from his in in living color days. He can rap? Yes. He can sing. Yeah. Because, you know, his Oscar-winning performance in Ray, he has an Academy Award, right? Yeah. This guy starts doing impressions. It's the best impression of Dave Chappelle 
I've ever heard. I gotta watch it that. It is so spot on. It's hilarious. And then he goes right into Robert Downey Jr. An impression of him, and it is spot on. Really? The he cave? does Robert Downey Jr. That's gotta be like. It's so that's good. That's gotta be like uh, Kevin Spacey doing William Hurt on uh, yeah. SNL. Like it's one of those great. guys you don't think of. Right. I've, who could do an impression? I never thought of anybody doing an impression of. Robert Downey, but it's perfect. I love it when com- when comedians have really esoteric impressions. Yeah, um, right. One of my favorites is Maya Rudolph playing Felicia Rashad mm. on SNL, and I was like, I've never thought she had any, like, ticks that you would recognize, and then Maya Rudolph played her perfectly. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I've always – I'm going to be honest with you. I've always been somewhat of a – Jamie Foxx detractor. I love him. I think because he's kind of pompous. I think that always kind of I don't think he is at all. You don't think so? No. Well, let me say this. He is an Oscar winner. Yes, he is. He's probably, uh, I don't think he won a Grammy, although, no, he didn't win a Grammy, but I don't think, unless he did it for Gold Digger. Because didn't he sing Gold Digger on on Kanye's song? Um, But you know what he's doing now that's really great? What? The Shazam game show on Fox. No. And I say that yeah. meaning that it's not great. <laughs> I don't um, know about that. I don't, yeah. I don't care about that. But I know he is making a movie with Robert Downey Jr. They got something well, coming up. They got fun. something coming up. Of course, they did that film, remember, where uh, he was he played the homeless guy? And, oh, uh, what was it called? It was based on oh, a true yeah, story yeah, in Los Angeles. Violin playing homeless guy. Yeah. He Cello was, playing yeah, homeless guy. And yeah. Downey was a reporter, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I will say this in Jamie Foxx's defense. Uh, he has one of my favorite acting performances in history. And it is your boy, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Collateral, mm-hmm. where he plays a cab driver who has to cart a hitman around L.A. Oh, yeah, I night. love that movie. And the one thing I've always said about the movie that it makes his performance so great is he acts in that movie exactly how you would think right. a if, if, cab driver put into that situation would yeah, act. It's an right. amazing performance. Yeah, like, he doesn't, right. he doesn't change at all. He's a Michael got, Mann movie. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a part of it. Right. He wants to get out of this situation. Uh, he doesn't – in most movies like that, obviously, it becomes a buddy movie, and then you're helping the guy. And right. He doesn't really do that. He yeah. wants out of this situation the entire time. Right. Um, Impressionist-wise, uh, also on Comedians and Cards Getting Coffee, is uh, our favorite Melissa nah. Villasenor, who gets the shortest episode of the season. Yeah. She seemed like she was intimidated the entire time. She giggled a lot. Yeah. Um, I also – and this, this, this was one of the episodes, and I talked about this with you. and. Yeah. We're in the third yeah. season or fourth season now. Oh, God. Third? No, it's longer than that. Okay. Well, of Comedians and Cars? Yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's like in seventh or eighth. Oh, in, but in Netflix, in terms of Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. third. Um, and Jerry is a little bit high horse at this point. Yeah, but I think that's, a, that's an act as well. Well, he, he opens the Melissa Villasenor thing going, this is oh, you know, uh, you know <laughs> yeah, those that, uh, phone calls that you get that change your life? Uh, this yeah. is one of those phone calls. You know, that's him. That's my, uh, you like that, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, again, here's what I, I, I understand what you're saying because you're not part of the family. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you teach me. But being a comic Yoda. myself, as I told you, Jerry's sort of like the president of the union. Right. He's always looking out for our best interest. He always takes care of the comics he thinks like a comic and he tells you how he sort of translates it for the uninitiated and the lay people so you can understand how comics think thanks jerry i'm just saying i like the guy i know i I like him too i like him too i do like him a lot um but when i was at the cellar i saw 
one of the greats, Colin Quinn. I love Colin Quinn. Uh, got to work out some stuff. Now, he was middle of the pack because he, yeah. I think, was work, working some stuff out. And the reason I know that is because I look over in the doorway at one point, and Rich Voss and Chris DiStefano are standing there watching him. Yeah. Which means I, which means I yeah. think the, he was probably like, hey, what, watch me and see yeah. if this works. So he was middle of the pack. He probably wasn't the best. Joe Mackey, do you know this guy? Yeah. He was very funny. Yeah. Uh, it was on Last Comic Standing, I yep. think, a few seasons ago. And then Gary mm-hmm. Goldman, the great Gary Goldman, closed it, and he killed. Oh, uh, he was brilliant. awesome. Yeah, he he's brilliant. really good. And uh, we've talked about his naming, his abbreviating the states bit. Yeah, that's his signature piece. Which is so funny. Yeah, you can find that. Uh, I think he did that on Conan, didn't he? I think so. And you can you, find it on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't seen that, go look up Gary Goldman, G-U-L-M-A-N, yeah. and the abbreviated that, the states. I mean, the world he creates in that whole thing. Because it's all just yeah. made up, yeah. and it seems so real, and but it's so wonderful. He treats it as a real historical yeah. event. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, it was good. Um, Aziz Ansari's new special, did you watch it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Everybody says they love it. I thought it was great, and I thought that he, he opens and closes with the controversy around him, by the way, yeah. right. which I think it's probably good that he did that. Mm-hmm. He, he has a bit in there. I would have reorganized his special. Because he, he his last bit is not as good as like his third bit, which is he does a whole segment on Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. That is killer. Yeah. I mean, it is great. And he really should have ended with that because after that, the yeah. next segment was not as good. Yeah. You know, it was about IUDs, so it was a little more <laughs> lowbrow. You know. Okay. <laughs> so I would have gone. Probably would have gone. Led with the IUDs. Yeah. Ended with the R. Kelly. Yeah. You know, don't show the kids. Yeah. Okay. This special, I think it goes mm-hmm. without saying. But um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, well, are we going to talk about our film that let's we? Let's do it. Yeah. So let's now talk about. It. If you haven't seen this, you can are feel we free to spoilers tune out now. Because I think we should talk okay. about with spoilers All at right. this point. Because I think it's more fun if we talk about with spoilers. We're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but, but Tarantino's new movie. Um, Lee, you and I both saw this. Yeah. And um, your take and my take was very similar. I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved it. I don't think it's not problematic in parts, but I did love it. Yeah, it was, um, the payoff was worth it. So at two-thirds of the way through i i thought well i i it's a great character study but where's the daggone plot and then you you he unveils it and it's like oh okay i see where we're going now we're we're good yeah but i the performances were stellar from brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio they were fantastic and they're both different performances so brad pitt you know Tarantino has been circling playing these characters who are just endlessly cool in all of his movies. All the way back. I mean, it could even be argued that Michael Madsen's role in Reservoir Dogs Mm -hmm. is a very cool guy role, even though he cuts off a cop's ear (laughs) and everything like that. But he's meant to be the cool guy in the movie. Mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction, you've got Travolta and Samuel L. being the cool guy. You know, um... But this is the first movie I think he just goes all in and goes, you know what, I've danced around this. I'm just going to flat out write a Steve McQueen character Yeah. that's that's gotten that's just super cool. And he, and Pitt pulls it off. Oh, he was brilliant. He's so cool in the movie. I, I mean, DiCaprio is, is just as good, if not better, too. Because DiCaprio, and I think we agree, was the... Uh, the yin and yang of emotional roller coaster, <laughs> which he but he kept it contained as to you. It was believable. Mm-hmm. So it was just somebody who is bipolar, essentially, and, and can't handle uh, the 
the roller coaster ride that is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I love both of those guys. It was such a good buddy film. It was. A, it it was really a is. Great it's just kind of a movie. hanging out movie. Yeah. You know, like, but the thing about DiCaprio is he plays a very, a, a very tightrope line. His role is a washed-up TV actor who's trying to get back mm-hmm. out there right. and recreate himself. But he plays it in a way where he, he's on this line of sad character yep. and loony stereotype character of the same type of person, it, right? And it doesn't so he's, very, take, he's very funny in it. Right, and it doesn't take much for him to get back to that high, though. It's right. just you know somebody giving him a compliment, and now he's back on right. cloud nine. And then he gets depressed, yeah. and then he and self-abuses. He oh, yeah. I love the scene in the trailer where he's just so mad at himself. <laughs> he says he's not going to drink anymore, yeah, and then he pours himself a shot. And what are you doing? Then he gets mad <laughs> at What are you himself? doing? Don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but, of course, you know, and here's where the spoiler comes in. The, the, the ancillary parallel plot to the movie. Is yep. this okay, Maria, if we talk about this? Okay. Um, oh, have you the, not seen it, Maria? Oh, jeez, well, I'm sorry. We're ruining it for oh, Maria. Is the, is the Manson family farm out on a, a Spahn's ranch. Yeah. And um, how they sort of tie into that in a, in a way that ends up being, creating them as a piece of the famous right. Manson family murder night. Which is true, by the way. Yeah. I, I went back and read all that stuff, and um, there's a lot of actual facts in that movie. I remember hearing a podcast with, uh, I think it was Mark Maron's WTF podcast, with Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston, who is, him and his brother went to Hollywood, and they were very young. He said, we, we thought one day, let's go horseback riding. And they run into Charlie Manson out there. Wow. And we met, you know, we met him. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, we see him on the news. Oh, you know, as the guy who... Was the orchestrator what a story. of? Oh, yeah, but they go. Yeah, we met him. Oh man! So Sharon Tate is played by Margot Robbie. Yeah. Who I don't think had a whole lot to do. I'm going to come out and say that. Okay. I, I I feel like, you know, I kind of see why there's an argument that he did not give her a lot to do because she really didn't do a lot. Her biggest scene is her watching a movie of herself. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question: What was the dirty feet fetish? Oh, it's everywhere. There's feet all over what? that movie. Every character is introduced from the ground up. With Every single feet. one. There's In dirty feet dirty hanging feet over chairs. Everywhere. There's dirty feet pressed against uh, car what? windows. Yeah. yeah. What was that about? Uh, well, that's his thing. I think that he's trolling everybody because I think that's always been a thing <laughs> that people kind of <laughs> railed him on. About dirty feet? Yeah, well, think about Pulp Fiction. I mean, you see Mia Wallace, you see Uma Thurman's oh, feet it, all through true. that scene. Yeah. She kicks off her shoes at the dance contest. Yeah. When you first see her, you see her feet first, everything yeah. like that. Um, and so I think he just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to just load this <laughs> well, thing up did. with dirty feet. He yeah. did. He sure did. There's a lot of it. And once you're tuned into that, you will notice them The only thing that would have made that better is it was in 3D. Because then you'd have the feet <laughs> right in your face. vision yeah. yeah. Wow. But, but the, the climax, of course, of the movie is they live next door to right. uh, Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. And so Where when the murders the, happen. When the Manson goons yeah. come up there to kill them, they stop by. <laughs> Rick Dalton's <laughs> they house. They stop by DiCaprio's house first. Yeah. And uh, Pitt is on acid. Yeah. And DiCaprio is drunk in the pool. Yeah. And they end up taking out <laughs> Squeaky Fromm and, uh, and the Tex guy and everybody. Yeah. In a very, I mean, it's a hilarious oh, scene. Right. Here's the spirit of the movie, which I, maybe this is why I loved it so much. Because it really is centered around the friendship of those two guys. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Tombstone. 
It was that, I get that. It was that Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, who's yeah. also in this movie yeah. and is great. Yeah. It, it had that feel to it. Like you had this one guy who always stayed behind a little bit, even though probably he was even more talented. Mm -hmm. But he all he did was give affirmation and positive <laughs> thoughts to his buddy who was going through stuff. Right. And it's it's that way. That's that's the way this film is. It feels that way. I, I love it. You're exactly right about that. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's good. I do. So well I, I did miss the the signature monologue in them, but there is no real signature Tarantino monologue in them. There's no pocket watch. There's yeah. no uh, scene of the tavern in uh, Bastards. Like, that's the one thing I kept waiting for that never came. Outside of that, I mean... Look, it's a Tarantino movie. The guy makes a movie every four years, mm -hmm. and his worst movie is better than, you know, 99% right. of director's best movies. You know, so I, I would have watched another it. three hours. I would have, too. I, I my, had it was too long for my wife. It was three hours long. It was a little too long for her. But yeah, my wife didn't care for it. Yeah. But, but I, I will say this. It's the most fun I've had in a theater, really, since, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, wow. Like, I had a really was laughing out loud yeah <laughs> i yeah. enjoyed it yeah i was surprised you know the oh the spear gun scene mm -hmm. was hilarious to me i just loved yeah. everything about it it really is you know at the end of the, the day, bruce lee fight yeah, all of great. it anybody kills anybody in a fight it's manslaughter you go to jail <laughs> um it's great um bruce lee's daughter not happy with it oh really you can look that up oh, yeah really? she is not happy with his portrayal hmm. in that movie um but it really is at the end of the day it's kind of like Tarantino saying, okay, I'm going to go make a comedy, and this is what a comedy by Quentin Tarantino looks yeah, like. Yeah. It's still not, it's not pratfalls and everything like that, right. but it's, it's still yeah, very it's much a, a comedy. Life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. And you know what? We have just, in no time, I feel like, run through our time here today. Wow. Um, I feel like we have so much more to talk about, but we can't right now. No, so. we can't do it right now. Um, so let's, let's get together next week. Okay. Do it again. All right. To. Thank you for joining us uh, on episode 62 of the Funkhauser Situation. Um, we hope you will consider sponsoring our show. You know what? Even if you uh, want to buy airtime to wish your wife or loved one a happy birthday. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, isn't it? How Talk about to that? Maria. Where yeah. do they go again, Maria? KSR ads at Kentucky Sports Radio. KSR ads at Kentucky That's correct. On your email device. But uh, thanks for joining us, guys. It's great to uh, be with you again, and we will be with you again very soon. We promise we will not take uh, this much of a hiatus again in the near future. And uh, have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you. Goodbye.